Hello and welcome to Stuff We've Seen. This is Jim along with Teal. Um, we've been up early, three in the morning, preparing for our Oscar. <laughs> uh, isn't that what they do? They get up super early. Well, what time do they actually announce them? So it's at like 5.30 on the West Coast, it, it, isn't it? It's at 5.30 on the West Coast, 8.30 here. So I was able to, uh, I was able to hear them live so that I could bring all who, the magic who, to you. Who, what celebrities were announcing them? The guy from, I don't even remember the name of the show, but uh, it's, uh, <laughs> is it Jack Quaid? Is that it? N- never heard of it. Yeah, you did. He's in The Boys, right? That's the show. You mean Reacher? No. No, <laughs> The Boys. That, Jack, that, that, what is Jack? Jack Quaid. Jack he's, Quaid uh, he's Dennis Quaid's son, and he's... Uh, Oh, yeah. okay. So he did he did the announcement. Okay. Along with uh, Zazie Betts or something. She was in Joker. Don't know who that is. Things. She was in um, the last, uh, oh, what's that? Uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, Marvel movie. <laughs> we're, we're already off to a bad start. Um, slow, <laughs> slow start here this morning. Yes. We can't remember the name of any movies. Well, I, you, we don't I know who celebrities are. You're going to ask me these questions, and I don't always know um, what you're going to say. So the, the rabbit holes are always uh, teal dug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll let I'll let you dig us out of this one because it's not too deep. So, go uh, yes, they announced at uh, eight thirty your time, and you watched it. Yes, and these are the twenty twenty four Oscar nominations for the year twenty twenty three. I don't know; they always call it the year that we're in, yes. even though confused. Even though me. it's really the twenty twenty three Oscars taking place in twenty twenty four, but yeah, yeah, uh, and and as always, Teal does not know any. Of the nominees. Nothing. No. Nope. Nothing. I know nothing. That's right. I'm sure that you, the listening audience, you probably know. Um, <laughs> you're not waiting to hear it from us. Maybe you are, because we try to get it on the same day. Uh, I will try to have this out uh, in a little bit so that people can hear it. So if you haven't heard the nominees, maybe you're going to get uh, excited to hear them straight from us. Uh, <laughs> though I can tell you. I'm if, excited to hear them. If you follow this at all, um, as always, there's <laughs> very, very little in the way of surprises. <laughs> yeah, that that's always the case, though, isn't it? And it's just like, oh, yep, that again. Yeah, I mean, they yep, pretty much <laughs> have a list, and it feels like it follows the list of movies pretty closely uh, throughout the categories. Like, there's not, there's nothing that was really an eye raiser, I don't think, for me. Um, yeah, there's a few couple of small things, but there's also been some small things that I was hearing in the last few days, rumbling that like may or may not happen. Um, Okay, so there's no uh, what's her name. I I haven't even gotten into the. I'm just saying that, that there's not really any surprises. No, here. no, no. From last no from last year. Um, uh, oh oh oh! What's her face? See, we've already forgotten yeah. her. The the actress that got in for that movie and there's <laughs> all that like. we're, yeah. we're both fans of of that actress. Um, yeah. Um, no, there but, was nothing like that. No, no good. Uh, you know, some it's sometimes just even fun to have a surprise. I don't think there's anything really controversial this year. They've done a great job of kind of covering all the bases. And, you know, I think you'll find a lot of diversity throughout the nominees. And, you know, the the, great. the voting body is bigger now. Um, and I think that reflects right. uh, that. Uh, and, but, you know, it, it is a little bit disappointing that some movies that, you know, they're not as well known as some of the others. I think that there's a case to be made that some of these would have been nice to have seen here and there, but 
Right. Whatever. What can we do? This is the Oscars. Now we have an official list, and that's it. And okay. We can't change anything. <laughs> this is it. Um, <laughs> so what I've done is I've gone through, and yeah, we're going to cover every category. Some of the ones that were like, what? And we'll go through those pretty fast, as long as you don't take us down a rabbit hole. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see many documentary short rabbit holes, but you never know. Yeah, with you, I can never tell. Um, but I also <laughs> mixed up the categories. They're not as how they were announced. I just decided that I'm going to mix it up just so that we have time to reflect a little bit and get get some of the weird awesome. ones out of the way. Okay. Yeah, I, so. Sounds great. So best picture. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to wait till <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> anybody would tune out right they, they should do that first and, <laughs> and then you wouldn't have to watch the rest of the oscars it would be great no but you know what they always do first they, this is like a tradition they do it with the nominations supporting actor it. no yeah. supporting actress <laughs> that's what i'm gonna oh, do first i thought because i think it's no funny. i thought they i thought they flipped supporting actor and actress every other year oh, yeah so this year it's supporting actress they announced first right okay and sometimes like they do it in alphabetical order I didn't necessarily do it in alphabetical order. Some of it I was typing as I was hearing, and then I anything I missed right. I caught later. But some I just had predictions, and I already had pre-filled those in, and I was right almost. Every, I didn't have to erase <laughs> anything, so I, I, I just put them in the order that I thought of. So right. here we go. First uh, category, supporting actress, uh, Divine Joy Randolph, The Holdovers. Okay, yeah. I, I, w- was that aiming for supporting or for lead what divine joy randolph yeah oh supporting yeah okay and she's won so many critic awards she's winning the guild award like she is not gonna not this is the one category that if you were marking off your ballot and you're like okay who who do i think is gonna win well forget everybody else she's gonna win the award and if she didn't (laughs) win it would probably want to be the biggest upset in oscar history um so i actually put her first because i knew that she was going to get nominated she did uh then the second one i don't know maybe they just didn't find like they didn't really look through to see if there were really good supporting performances in other movies because to me this is a head scratcher but emily blunt for oppenheimer yeah Yep, that seems like maybe it's just gotten on the Oppenheimer bandwagon, and uh, the long tail of Oppenheimer is pulling uh, some of these uh, nominations up there. I I suspect there's going to be all sorts of, this is my guess, that there's going to be all sorts of Oppenheimer nominations. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be pretty funny if Oppenheimer gets shut out, but Emily Blunt got a nomination for a very small (laughs) performance that she didn't really do much. But uh, So that told me that, that gave me sort of the tea leaves that Oppenheimer's going to have a good morning. Yeah. Uh, Danielle Brooks for the color purple. Okay. She's the one that everybody was talking about. Uh, I think she plays the Oprah Winfrey role in the color purple. Okay. And she's supposed to be great. Maybe when it's streaming, I'll catch up with it. And also, um, she's, uh, I don't know. You ever watch, uh, Orange is the New Black? Uh, I've watched the first season. Oh, uh, she plays this character, Tasty. She's great in it. And, uh, okay. So that's where I really know her from. And she's been in some other things. Um, do, oh, did you see that uh, uh, Peacemaker show? Yes, I've seen Peacemaker. Yeah, she's in yeah. Peacemaker. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's the one. She's the daughter of, uh, you know, what's her face? Who's there? working alongside peacemaker <laughs> i know that's just like <laughs> we are <terrible. clears throat> 
We are having a really rough day, man. We can't remember anyone's names, the name of movies. I, I know the names of the people on the list because I have it. Okay, that, let's just stick. Okay, to, let's stick to the list then. Okay, yeah. uh, here's another, maybe this is the reason why this. I feel like this category is so bland. Is just opening the doors for Divine Joy Randolph to write a good acceptance speech. Because um, America Ferrera for Barbie. Okay. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone you. everyone loves that monologue she does. That's I, why I, I think I've, she like got. Seen, that's why she got the nomination. Yep, I've seen social media posts just about that monologue and how amazing it is. So, um, and here I don't know. I've been hearing about this last couple of weeks, uh, so the conversation seemed to be going that way. And I just started watching the movie on Netflix last night, uh, so I can't really mm-hmm. judge the performance yet. But Jodie Foster, supporting actress for Nyad. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. that That's kind of a surprise. She, well, you know what, though? She's making a roaring comeback, you know, with the uh, True Detective series on right. HBO. Now maybe that's fresh in voters' minds. And- I've just had... I just haven't been hearing a lot about that movie. So, well, because it feels like was it in theaters? You know, it's a Netflix movie. It was in theaters for yeah. a couple of weeks. But you know, remember the industry has access. They always have a theater showing that for the industry. So that's yes, that's true. Um, but so far, Jodie's good in it, and it's interesting because okay. I've been watching the new True Detective, and she's a different character in Nyad, and it's fascinating to see Jodie Foster, you know, back to back two different things. That's cool. And and let me tell you, for all you, we're gonna we're deviate for a second. The new True Detective is uh-huh. like maybe the only one of the of the whole series, and it's just an anthology series, so it's different every time. Yeah. But it's the only one where it actually lives up to the name. It really is a detective story. <laughs> the other ones really is like light on the detecting, but this one is heavy on the detecting. <laughs> <laughs> like Jodie Foster is actually trying to piece together a mystery, and it's like, what, oh, we're, wasn't we're the doing- first season? They they had, there was some mystery stuff in the first season. That one was clues. probably the closest to to a true detective story. Uh, the other two, yeah. I don't know, especially the second one. But uh, this one really feels like detectives trying to unsolve something that's just like, what the hell's going on? Okay, I just want to point out that this whole true detective thing was your rabbit hole. Okay. Well, well, now now we're going to make we're going to make up next. Okay, so anyways, those were the five. Divine Joy Randolph, uh, take my words for it, kids. She's not losing. And I've well, I haven't seen all of Naya, but I think that, and I didn't see Color Purple, but I think that uh, that's got to be the best of the supporting performances. Yeah. Well, and it's also just got the momentum behind it right now. It does. Um, now makeup. Will it be Golda? <laughs> <laughs> Helen Mirren as Golda Meir. Uh, will it be Maestro? Probably going to be Maestro. Really good makeup there. Um, or Oppenheimer. I'm not sure where the makeup is in what? that, but <laughs> I think Robert Downey Jr. was wearing makeup. That you know what? They're, you're right. Yes, they did make Robert Downey Jr. look old and uh, and convincing. Yeah. So okay, uh, poor things excellent makeup um it might be hard for me to decide whether the poor things makeup or the maestro makeup i think maestro honestly since bradley cooper kind of has to play in makeup for a good portion of the movie 
if that doesn't yeah. work, if it just feels like, yeah, I think of some movies right. where like Billy Crystal once played an old guy in the early nineties in this movie. Yeah, it was it with Bette Midler, right? And James Caan. <laughs> well, that one is different. That, no, <laughs> no, I'm thinking he was, he was like a, a comedian, like he was like a like a oh, Mister Mister Saturday Night. Yeah, and I hated the makeup so bad in that movie. <laughs> yeah, and it always stuck to me as like, oh, that's that old age makeup thing. And it, boy, have they come yeah. miles away from that. And also uh, the one. <laughs> For the boys that you talked about those are the two movies that i always think of bad mistake to put people in uh, old makeup but it works in maestro so uh poor things the fourth choice and then everybody's favorite alive cannibal uh cause snow crash movie there's society of the snow people have you seen it people uh, like it's, it's picking up some momentum i don't know i don't understand i feel like i've seen this movie a dozen times already <laughs> well it's at least done in the country that it's set in like right it's like actually that I think, helps Chilean i guess and, uh, well, i'm gonna see it eventually because you know it's it's uh, cannibalism in the snow i gotta love that yeah no and i i it's a genre i generally like is survival movies so i i will watch it but i'm just i'm a little surprised it kind of came out of nowhere yeah but it's being a big hit on netflix so uh, society of the snow uh for makeup now documentary and this one i think we'll go through quick because i don't know any of these movies i've only heard of one of them yeah um bobby wine the people's president okay <laughs> the eternal memory don't know the eternal no, memory no, no subheading on that one just the eternal memory no. not the people's president okay um four daughters why okay. not five i don't know <laughs> i don't know about it. <laughs> why not three <laughs> to kill a tiger that sounds okay. horrible um and then 20 yeah. days in maripol oh which i i have heard about that i had that's the one i've, I've read, heard about yeah yeah, I've I've read a review of that, so that means that's going to win. There was if, if I've heard, if I've heard of it, <laughs> then it means it's probably going to win. There was one that was uh, talked about, and again, documentaries sometimes the popular documentaries never make it with that yeah. group. Was this American conductor or something? Um, I oh heard of, yeah, I thought that was going to get in, but I I don't know. So moving on, look at how fast we're now picking up steam. See, we have we pick yeah. up steam and then we stop and. <laughs> you know, on the other one. So, uh, original score. Th there's one interesting one in this one. I may save that one choice okay. for the last because it's just it just shows you Academy bias. There must be like only like ten people in the uh, <laughs> in the composer <laughs> branch, and they're like, how can we fit this one person in? Um, so, American Fiction uh, got a kind of a jazzy score, so that got okay. nominated. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which I I love this nomination because. It's Robbie Robertson, and that's yeah. Scorsese's best friend. They have a relationship going back for, till the from the seventies to their coke-filled days yeah. in the seventies. Um, and Robbie Robertson was uh, in the band, and he was one of the the big composers uh, of all the songs. And he couldn't really sing, but he he's a great guitar player. And he passed away this yeah. summer. And so he yeah. didn't even get to see how, like, I mean, this really, I, I've been rewatching Killers of the Flower Moon now that it's on Apple. Yeah. And the score is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I agree. Okay. So Oppenheimer, that was expected. Mm -hmm. uh, Poor Things, which for me is the most memorable score of the bunch. Um, and then this one is going to get a laugh out of you. Here it comes. This is the fifth nominee. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> Yeah, but they just can't resist giving John Williams a nomination. 
<laughs> you set me up to laugh and i was like yeah it's not going to be that funny there's no way that, that it, it can live up to this setup you've given it but oh my god so uh, <laughs> i don't know which and it's like robbed but i mean come on <laughs> and it's it's you know john williams at this point is just like an ai of john williams music <laughs> <laughs> this might be 20 it's minutes like, of laughing over this nomination <laughs> <laughs> no but it is it's like every, all of his music like the score for that whole movie just sounded like he was cutting and pasting stuff he'd written earlier in his career yeah so this one that was a sad moment i think that 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 is that's just pathetic that's yeah. that's really wow because um, you know what okay. like, like think about it like what about the score for barbie like the music the songs, yeah. yes, but the score itself, why why wasn't that in there over the Tile of Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Control yourself. Oh, We're getting into great. more serious category. Okay. Now. Okay. I'll uh, get serious. But now, it's this is hard to come back from that. Documentary short. I don't know any of these, but some of them sound interesting. So I'll be looking for them dropping on like different streaming services. Uh, yeah, it's always hard finding the short films. I wish that it was like one, one service at all of them. Yeah. Um, so the ABCs of book banning. Mm. That sounds good, right? That sounds interesting. That sounds good. Yeah. The Barber of Little Rock. I don't know. That sounds okay. interesting. Island in Between. I mean, that could be anything, right? Um, yeah. The Last Repair Shop. And okay, that sounds kind of fascinating. I don't yeah. know what, yeah, but I'm already hooked by the title. Um, and then yeah. Nene and Waipo. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Okay, yeah. Um, th yeah, those, so those do sound kind of interesting. I would check some of those out. Yeah. And now you're, you're going to want to maybe check out some animated films <laughs> because there's some movies in here that I never heard of. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You know, and usually it's like Disney, I, I Disney, Disney you. Pixar, you know, and uh, but DreamWorks. But here well, we have some different and, stuff. And my kids are just out of the age when they were watching that stuff. Uh, so I'm much less aware of it than I was five years ago. Right. Um, well, but you know the big name. So this one is not a surprise. The yeah. Boy and the Heron. Okay. Mitsugasi yep. or whatever, Mikatsu yep. or, Not you know, Ghibli Miyaga Studios, all that. <laughs> uh, Elemental, uh, okay. so Pixar did get in with one. Yeah. Nimona, do you know it? Don't know it. Never heard no, of it. Haven't, no, don't, never heard of it. Okay. Um, Robot Dreams. No, I don't think I've heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, this is a feature film An <laughs> animated, animated feature, feature film? film yes yes <laughs> yeah okay and then expected uh spider-man across the spider-verse yeah that's expected yeah and um, so i guess it's gonna i be was a little disappointed in that film but and i was too but a lot of people love it yep i think i'm in yep. the minority of my family i think they all like it way more than i did I didn't hate it, but I just, uh, I was kind of on a high after the first film uh, that the second film did not sustain for me. And I think the two-parter is really a mistake because it narratively makes the set the last third of this movie uh, kind of pointless because it's, it's the second act. It's And then it ends in the middle of the second act. It also kind of drags on because it's not mm -hmm. going to come to a conclusion. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's not building towards a big conclusion, and so it, yeah, it feels like it's dragging on. The pace feels very weird. But is the but is the animation great? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the, but the animation is uh, basically the same as the first film. I didn't see and anything. Yes, you're, you're right. <laughs> And so, and so it didn't feel uh, as unique as it did. It wasn't as spectacular, uh, and they didn't really innovate it with it in big ways. So now the first Anyhow. one, the first Spider-Man verse, that one best animated film. Yes, and this probably has a lot of momentum. But the boy and the heron being the guy's last movie, yeah. that you know yeah. that could win. So I don't know. It's a toss-up, but I'm going to just from my own ballot. I'm checking the boy and the heron off. Yeah, I think I will too. Now, short film is oh my favorite, of course. <laughs> so you're really looking forward <laughs> to the after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite directors. <laughs> and then Invincible. <laughs> uh huh. That's never been used as a title. Night of Fortune. Is it spelled with a K or an N? N, I believe. <laughs> uh, red white and blue yeah how what a unique title and then here's one that i've actually seen it is really amazing and i mean it might be the most known so maybe it will win plus this guy has been nominated several times and then didn't get nominated for his feature film this year for anything i kind of got lost and forgotten about um and i'm talking about wes anderson his wonderful story of henry oh. sugar okay oh that that's a great yeah okay well that's i've definitely heard of that one uh but thanks for the spoilers that uh you know the the the, the feature film didn't get any noms yeah it's really you know that's when i was talking about i thought that in the summer Critics were going gaga mm -hmm. over Asteroid City. And then suddenly, at yeah. the end of the year, I mean, it wasn't even on a lot of top 10 lists. People seem to have forgotten about it. And it's just yeah, one it's of weird those things. weird because people really were loving it. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, okay, that's sad. I feel like in other years, you might have seen it pop up in things like screenplay and cinematography. But yeah. uh, no, it's just got completely shot out. Wow. Okay. So I'm rooting for one of those. So is stories. that it I'm for sure. that? That's it. Five. Yeah. Is that's it for that category. Okay, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're moving through a lot of the ones that we don't want to spend a lot of time with, but here's one we can talk about. <laughs> Supporting actor. I threw it in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, I listed these in a different order because I kind of was making some predictions and of course came right. true. Uh, and and I, I put as the number one slot, the one that looks like is going to win is Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's kind of an easy one, isn't it? I mean, I thought his performance was really good. But don't get me wrong. I just, uh, you know. Right. I just mean easy in terms of like, oh, here's a movie star playing slightly against type in a drama. Plus, he's a guy everybody likes. So when he does something that shows yeah. his acting chops, I, I really feel that the Academy's hungry to award this guy. And it yeah. seems like he's winning a lot of the big things like Globes and stuff. So I, I think he's going to win. Did he, did he win for Chaplin? Um, he might have won a Golden Globe. Okay. He was nominated. That was his first nominee. He was nominated. And then he was yeah. only nominated one other time, and that was um, for Tropic Thunder, which he lost okay. to, the, um, to the Joker in Christopher Nolan's 
Dark Knight. Oh, there. right, right. He lost to Heath Ledger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's a story there too because now he's in a movie. Right. From uh, Christopher <laughs> Nolan. You see how it all works. So it's all, there has to be a story sometimes for the Academy to also want to propel mm-hmm. the story. Um, but yeah. you know what? Let's see whose competition is, shall we? Okay. <laughs> Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. Okay. Don't know the performance. I, uh, I've seen all the supporting actor yeah. performances. So uh, I'll give you my thoughts at the end. Mm. Okay. Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, I guess that's a supporting role. It, sure. It, yeah, it's a, no, yeah. that's totally a supporting role. Yeah. They can't all be um, lead actors. I mean, you know. I, mean. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's a good choice. I, I, I approve of that choice. It's uh, the best performance De Niro's given in like 20 years. Yes. Uh, Ryan Gosling for Barbie. Okay. Not unsurprising. And then Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Interesting. Okay. I had not heard a lot of talk about him, possibly. Uh, he had been getting some nominations, and then as of late, it seemed to have switched to Willem Dafoe. And right. then people thought that they might actually cancel each other out, and neither one was going to get in. And there seemed to be a lot of last-minute talk that the kid from The Holdovers might actually get in. Oh, wow. Okay. And I wish that he could have been. I really liked his performance. Um, but see, I can't even think of his name. And then if you can't think yeah. of the kid's name, he's not going to get, you know, I mean, if I, I'm into movies way more than a lot of these Academy people and they're not going to remember his name. So they're like, ah, kid from the holdovers. I can't write that down. So, oh, Mark Ruffalo, poor things. I remember him. <laughs> I remember his name. Yeah, and so, and, I've, I've nominated him before. And they're like, we got two, two of the Avengers in the supporting actor category yes. just for non-Avenger okay. things. Yeah. So really, I mean. It's like the Avengers put these guys on the map and taught them how to become good actors. Yeah. Well, Robert Downey Jr. was a good actor, and then he couldn't get a job to save his name. And then that came along, and it <laughs> propelled him into superstardom. But uh, <clears throat> I've seen all the nominees. Here's here's who I think is going to win, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Uh, I think it's pretty much a lock. Who would I vote for out of the five? Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. So you, it seems like, uh, since you've been rewatching the film, are your your first impression is changing slightly. Um, I'm not saying that yet. I haven't finished it. I'm just I, okay. all along, like, I mean, I, I told you my problem with Killers of the Flower Moon was I just, I don't know, there was just something that was missing for me. Um, yeah. But getting a chance to watch it in chunklets on Apple, there is like an amazing artistry going on. Um and yeah. some of the things in the cinematography, especially the camera work, you know, I mean, I, you don't notice it as much in the first go around, but then you really see that Scorsese camera work being masterfully yeah. used upon rewatch. But De Niro is amazing. He's a, he's an evil villain in the movie. Yeah. Um, coming at you with like the nicest and kindest smiles. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but he's really, really good. And he does an accent, which he doesn't always do anymore. Um Right. But I like, I mean, just, it's really a good performance. And I think that supporting actor is a little weak. My second choice would be Gosling, believe it or not, because I think he gave a fantastic comedic performance. Uh, Mark Ruffalo would be my third choice because he's Mm. hilarious in the movie. Poor things. Um, Downey Jr. would be my fourth choice. And then Mm -hmm. Sterling K. Brown. I mean... I just didn't think that the performance was, there wasn't a lot to, like, he wasn't right. in the movie a ton. Uh, 
Um, and I just don't think there was anything really exciting about his character. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes it is just the character is the issue, right? I mean, the, For, well, yeah. the script can almost win this award. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with his performance, but, uh, you know, it, there, there's definitely, it seemed like maybe they were, they want to, you know, look, the Academy has been accused many times of not being very diverse and yeah so. i think that they are covering their diversity and in some of these picks but i can't think of a lot of actors supporting actors that missed out the one that they say might have missed out it was this uh guy from may december oh okay and so he was left off and I personally would have put him over Sterling K. Brown if I was voting. Um, but uh, like I said, nothing wrong with Sterling K. Brown's performance. Um, again, I saw the movie with a sparse crowd, and I feel like mm -hmm. American fiction probably plays much differently if you have a packed house. Oh, right. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because it's a comedy, right? Mostly? Eh, sort of. It's, it's not, comedic. They it's sell it way different in the ads, I will tell you that. Oh, okay. <laughs> they would sell okay. it way different uh, in the end. <laughs> Anyways, animated short. We're jumping back to something else. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, something I care about. Yeah, Letter to a Pig. <laughs> I knew you were rooting yeah, for it. Which, which, which was good. Yeah, one of the better ones. <laughs> uh, 95 Senses. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I that was in the theater so briefly I didn't have a chance to <laughs> Brief make well it to out. short, so it was there for a short time. Uh, our uniform, I don't know that. Uh huh. Pachyderm. Uh, yeah, that's supposed to be great. <laughs> Stop. And then this one, I think I actually have heard of. I, I'd love to see it when when it's available. Is War Is Over inspired by the music of John Yoko? Oh, I have not heard about that. That mm -hmm. does sound kind of cool, though. All right, but we're gonna we're gonna put that away now because now yeah, is a category you really like. Uh, this one you're gonna get very excited about. It's always a favorite every year we've done this. Best song. Oh, I love yes, I love best song. <laughs> yeah, and you'll love the choices because, because it, we're way past the time when when songs were a key part of like putting on the soundtrack. So now you get it from movies that you're like, what is that movie? Well, not only that, but it's like the song is just on the end credits, right? Uh, and <laughs> usually, not not in all cases today. In the, in what we're going to talk about, but uh, flame, okay, I guess that's true. Yeah, flame and hot, the fire inside. Okay, don't. <laughs> What's the fire inside? Have you ever heard of that movie? That's not the one about the vol uh, volcanologist. Uh, couple is it that was from last year that was nominated for documentary that was great by the way <laughs> okay yeah, nope. okay so it's not that no nope. it's not that yeah, <laughs> that yeah, would be pretty I don't funny know what it is. flaming hot the fire inside because <laughs> the couple burns up in a volcano <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking <laughs> no um uh, i'm just ken from barbie Okay, I can. I mean, that song has taken a life of its own. It's oh, well, like, I would hope I would be awesome if Gosling performed it on the <laughs> yeah, award show, but I don't it think it would be. Um, now, I mentioned this is didn't get nominated for best documentary, but it got a song. It never went away from American Symphony. Okay, interesting, weird. Okay. Now I'm going to say this name wrong. I, I probably am not saying it right, but it's like Wahazi from Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, I don't. So is that some? Uh, is that a Native American piece? What is it? That? It probably. I I think that the the disco dance track is like in the top forty. 
just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably playing at the end credits. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then and then here comes your winner. It's another one. Lock slam dunk. What was I made for, Barbie? Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I'll tell you what though. Barbie this is what, actually. But this is what happens, right? You know this. Every time when Disney would have two songs, they'd have the fun one that we really like, which would be "I'm Just Ken," right? And then there was the real serious, boring one which is the one that wins. So what I was I right. made for is the one that's going to win. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's Barbie actually has songs. Tons uh, of them. That, tons of them that, that uh, took, uh, took off outside the movie. Oh, the soundtrack is huge. It's huge. Yes, it's huge. It's like I hear my kids listening to it, and I'm in here listening to uh, the Killers of the Flower Moon soundtrack, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. you're an old, grumpy old guy. But you know what I'm listening to? The Oscar-nominated Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a favorite (laughs) joke of mine for ages to come. For years. For years. It's John Williams' best nomination. (laughs) All right. So now we're getting into some serious stuff here. Cinematography. Oh, that is serious. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and again, I'm listed in the order because I had already predicted uh, most of these. Uh, Poor Things. Yeah. Excellent cinematography. Oppenheimer. Definitely okay. excellent cinematography. Can't yes, complain definitely. about it. Yep. Here's what's interesting is, right? Uh, this is just where you can see the love for Oppenheimer because same uh, cinematographer uh, shot Nolan's... Um, Dunkirk and Dunkirk got nominated for things like picture and director didn't get nominated for best cinematography that's weird okay yeah really deserve it yeah uh killers of the flower moon can't complain about that cinematography yep no pretty good stuff uh another one that nobody has seen including myself though it's on netflix but uh, the cinematographer branch did and they seem to love the cinematography for el conde i watched about the first 15 minutes of that i do want to see um, it, and i know you didn't you didn't get you because you didn't watch the whole thing well yeah and it was i mean it was one of those like it's late at night and then i didn't get back to it kind of things um but it also didn't uh it didn't thrill me but the cinematography was nice mm-hmm. uh but but in kind of an obvious way um, it, it, it's a little flashy. And so you look at it and you go, Ooh, nice pictures. But you know, it, it, I'm not sure how much depth that has. Yeah. Um, and then the fifth slot in Indiana Jones, a dial of destiny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, God, I, no. you had me there. <laughs> oh, terrible. oh, you totally had me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, maestro, maestro. The cinematography okay. is amazing. Who uh, shot that? Uh, Matthew Liberty. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, he's fantastic. Um, so this is interesting, right? The, what, what's really the best it, it, the, when it comes to the actual awards, all of the Academy yeah. votes and the way they vote for movies, isn't necessarily how a branch might. Right. Uh, so it's something where poor things would be my favorite cinematography of the year. Right. But probably not going to catch the way, I mean, this could just get swept up in the Oppenheimer uh, 
coattails here, right? I'm putting Oppenheimer as the winner because I feel like it's going to be one of those years where Oppenheimer is going to dominate. Mm-hmm. But if they're looking to go outside and people are recognizing the artistry, if somebody sat and took the time to watch Maestro, they may like it. They may not like it. They may not even love the movie. But what they will walk away from is that the cinematography is like right. is like flat out. Uh, uh, and, and if you're a fan of cinematography, I would recommend seeing Maestro on that alone. It's so amazing. So, he, so here's the thing. I don't feel that way about Oppenheimer. I mean, right? I don't feel like if you're a fan of cinematography, you need to see this movie. I feel like the cinematography is good. If uh, I, if anything, it's the, the camera moves around a little too much for me. Um, I think it's just that you know the scope of it and his mastery of using the IMAX and the cinematography, yeah. understanding how to use it and create powerful. I mean, look. I, I wasn't blown away by Oppenheimer, but I know the story and I've watched documentaries and so it right. didn't offer me anything new. But I mean, audiences by and large were were, were caught captivated by this film. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting to me. I also didn't see it. So, you know, it's funny. When I saw Dunkirk, I got to see it in IMAX shot, you know, projected right. on film and I was blown away. Then I rewatched it a, a couple of weeks later in a theater showing it in 70 millimeter film but i wasn't as blown away there was something about the the impact now if you saw oppenheimer on the big imax but shot on you know the projected on film maybe maybe that whole alchemy would have done something different i don't know well i saw it on the curved screen right right um and but you still saw it digitally projected just like me yes yeah yeah um, but it is, it's its own kind of experience, the curved screen yeah. that's completely different than, yeah. But I mean, uh-huh. I would, again, I haven't seen El Conde, so I can't, uh, I can't vote, you know, pick those, but I would put Poor Things first, Maestro second, Killers of the Flower Moon third, Oppenheimer fourth, out of the ones that were not okay. that I saw. Sound. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You ready for that? Wait, now, is there, there's a few different, is there like sound editing? They've, they they've, cut, that, they've cut that down to just sound. Okay, it's just like, sound. It's like right. best sound, you know, overall, and that makes sense. I mean, I think that was what were frustrating yeah. viewers. It's like, wait, what's the difference between sound editing and, you know? So now it's just, yeah. now okay. it's just so, all encompassing. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, number one, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. No, I'm just kidding. Your joke. Oh, man. Okay. You didn't get me on that one. <laughs> okay. I, that joke's one thin. I can't use it again, <laughs> so I won't try it on the visual effects. I won't. <laughs> promise you. Uh, the Creator. Okay. You know. I, c- I can see that, actually. Yeah. Uh, here's the film that will win the sound award, and I would give it, uh, just based on the ones I've seen, is Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of... Uh, which is hilarious you know when you think about christopher nolan and sound Uh, (laughs) well you got a point there maybe you won't i just think for the sequence for the bomb sequence is why it'll win yeah i mean unlike other nolan films you could you could understand the dialogue in oppenheimer and so that was kind of a nice touch on the sound design well you know what part of it was you know he explained he doesn't like to do overdubs so a lot of the times um what you're hearing is the live recording he refuses he just he hates he feels it's artificial right but i'm just telling you i understand but mr nolan 
if you can't understand what the characters are saying, it makes the movie even more confusing. And Tenet <laughs> is confusing enough without hey, look, <laughs> having no dialogue. Well, here's the thing is Oppenheimer also has to overcome loud IMAX cameras. So, right. I mean, I'm going to give it to his props, but I think it's going to win. Uh, Maestro also got nominated for sound. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Uh, okay. Name of a sound, and this is one of the reasons why I got to see this film in the theater. If they freaking just put it out somewhere where I can see, is <laughs> Zone of Interest. Oh, that's a, a that's a surprise for that film. It's for me. supposed uh, to be a huge thing about the soundscape in that film. It's part of the importance uh, of because most of, of the action takes place at the home, but you're hearing sounds from right. over at Auschwitz. Okay, that's interesting. I got I can't see. I have to see this thing in the theater. Okay, and I've that's got. Very cool. I've got. Uh, I, I've heard word that I, one of the theaters that I could go see it at may get it in the coming weeks. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, visual effects. The creator. Okay. I I don't disagree with that. I'm not a huge fan of the movie because I I thought it was boring, but the effects were good. Uh, Godzilla minus one. Everyone's loving this. I thing. wanna I can't wait till I can see it, but it's just yeah. you know, and it's not playing near me. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Eh, nice for the nomination. Yeah. You ain't getting the awards, kid. Sorry. Yeah. But... Go home. <laughs> Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part One. Okay. And uh Napoleon. Woo! They made the horse <laughs> blow apart. I don't know how they did it, but the effects were really good in that movie. So I don't know who's going to win this one. Maybe Godzilla Minus One might be the fun surprise. That would be awesome, but I kind of doubt it. But maybe the creator, I don't know. I could see the creator maybe because, I, I mean, the, the effects are really good in the creator. I, 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 I will give it that. You didn't see it, right? I did not. I I, okay. I was in the other room and heard it playing that my w wife and uh, son were watching it. <laughs> okay. They, they're into that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> and that's enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> Being in the other room and hearing it. Uh, international film. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Io Capitano. That's okay. Italy. Yep. Uh, Perfect Days. I want to say that's Japan. Japan's in there. I I. Don't have the countries okay. listed after these. Yeah, don't know the film. Society of the Snow. Okay. <laughs> don't know it. Okay. Oh no, no, that's the that's the plane crash movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the plane crash movie. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the one everyone knows. The Teacher's Lounge. Oh, I heard about this. This is Germany. That was their yes. entry. Yes, I heard. I heard about it maybe like six months ago. Oh. Um. um. And then the Zone of Interest. Okay. Put the check mark next to that because that's probably the winner. Yeah, and that so that means it might not be going in the best picture category. Well, but it got international film. Okay, so let's see. Yeah, okay. Um, and this is a weird category as well because the countries nominate a film and then right. they either make the shortlist. So things like, for instance, the like Teachers Lounge or or whichever one of the countries, uh, France. They did not nominate Anatomy of a Fall, and whichever film they did nominate didn't make it to the cut. Oh, wow. So I think okay. if they had nominated Anatomy of a Fall, it would probably have made it. Do you it. think they nominated that other one that you saw? Um, 
<laughs> about the couple and the guy has an affair. It's a gay couple and the guy has an affair with a woman. No, because that's not that. That's like kind of it's a mix match. There's not really that much international language in it. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't realize but that, that was thought, passengers or passages. Yes, passages. Passages. Uh, yeah, no, I the, thought that was French for some no. reason. So. And those, like, so those independent films that made a lot of crit- critic year end lists. None of those films seem to have made the gut here. So. Okay. Uh, costumes. Costumes. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear them. Barbie. Of yeah, course. Of course. That, of but course. the costumes. That's that's like you know if you don't have the costumes in Barbie, what do you got? Yeah, yeah, no, that, and they were fantastic. That's one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, I think that's going to win. So I've already put my little asterisk next to that as the winner. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yep. Napoleon. Mm hmm. Oppenheimer. You know. Yeah. I don't know. There could be an Oppenheimer sweep. Not, not in costumes. Barbie is definitely going to win costumes. Okay, right, uh, yeah. So, okay, maybe they're... How about a Barbenheimer sweep? It, it, right, it could be a Barbenheimer sweep. Because uh, the best costumes for me and my money, uh, I've seen all the films, would be the fifth nominee, Poor Things. Right. I don't Which think... Which probably has the most uh, unique and individual... Uh, yeah, it's just it's those kind of films, like I recognize that a movie like Poor Things is like more my taste than everyone else's. right. Right. Um, but it also seems like it might have more unique opportunities than, say, something like Oppenheimer, which is, you know, period piece. Uh, it, there's more constraints on it. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, again, Barbie, you know, well, I haven't gone through all the nominees, but like, I think that they're going to want to award Barbie some stuff. And they're never going to award yeah. things, you know, big categories. So I think Barbie at costumes and song, you know, it's going to win things like that. Yeah, yeah. Art direction. Costumes, definitely, yeah. Art direction. Yeah, they kind of go hand in hand. Now, let me guess. Asteroid City is not in here either. (laughs) It's not. No. I know. The art direction was great in that, too. Uh, But Barbie is, and I think that that's another category where, you know what, even if it was, like, not, like, uh, people were predicting year-end accolades for it, I think it still would have shown up in these type of categories. Uh, so Barbie, and I think that will end up winning. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, you know, again, on on rewatch, you just uh, admire, I mean, when you think about a movie costing $200 million and you're like, where did it yeah. go? It went to like this insane recreation of like a town and like these sets. Yes, You feel like you're in real houses and stuff and they had to have built all that stuff. They built all of that. No, I mean, thinking back on the movie, I I buy the town, I buy the cars, I buy the houses, everything. Like it, it, it at no point did it feel like a recreation to me. No, it, it so it's really good art direction, set direction. Uh, Napoleon, you know, they like those costume ethics uh-huh. for stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I just hate I hate that Napoleon movie. You didn't see it. Uh, I, can I just choose to hate a movie I haven't seen? <laughs> you can, because I know you hate Ridley Scott, but <laughs> I saw it. Okay. <laughs> you know, we'll give it to our director sets. But I mean, you know, you bring up Asteroid City. I would have loved to have seen that in here. Uh, yeah. Of course, Oppenheimer. Yes, of course. Yep. And then, excellent, probably my favorite of the art direction and sets, Poor Things. Okay. It's nice to see that getting so much attention. 
Oh, because because it's a fantastic movie. You haven't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> you really. Yep, you, I haven't seen that, it. Yet. That's a that's a good one. Uh, and maybe maybe a lot of nominations here will get people to check out Poor Things. Okay, editing. Now, editing is always key because a lot of times they yeah. say that you don't really have a shot at Best Picture if you're not in the editing category. Yeah. All right. You want to hear your five? I do. I want to hear them. I will tell you, I have seen all five of the nominees, and I mm. think that ah, whether I would have put them in for, I think they're all solid choices. Um, but right. whether we agree with them or not is different. Uh, editing, I think again, if we're looking at sweep, Oppenheimer is probably going to yeah. win. Though I wouldn't say necessarily the editing was the best part. It does. It certainly has a lot of editing. I would have cut out about a half an hour out of it, but you know, <laughs> so uh, I would have cut less frequently. Yeah, maybe maybe there wasn't enough editing. Um, Anatomy of a Fall gets a nomination. Interesting. Wow, editing okay. is key to that movie. I will tell you. Right, because it's about point of view and stuff. But okay, interesting. The holdovers. That's kind of bizarre. No, I mean, if you think it's a really well edited movie. Well, now now I'm thinking about it and I'm realizing that, but it, it it's not something that would have uh, struck me immediately. It, it, when I walked away from the movie, I wasn't thinking, hey, great editing job. But now that I'm thinking back on it, I am realizing, oh, wow. Okay, when you're dealing with performance in this kind of really subtle way that editing is super important yeah so the holdovers uh i like that choice uh another movie that one might argue not mm. enough editing but i i think the editing is pretty good in this is killers of the flower moon i think the editing's fantastic i uh I, I mean sure it's a long movie but that's not uh yeah, that's not the issue here. the The way it's put together, the way it's it's organized, is uh, and and like you were saying earlier, just on the camera movements and the filmmaking, like all of that comes together with the editing to create something that's really uh, powerful. I think. Well, I think if you have a three hour and twenty six minute movie that you watch it and it doesn't feel like it's three hours and twenty six yes. movies, that means that the editing is good. <laughs> I think you're absolutely yes, you're absolutely right. And then your fifth editing choice. Got any predictions? Oh, Barbie. Poor Things. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Poor Things. Great editing in that as well. Um, So I don't know who I would personally pick. Uh, You know, I mean, it's weird. Yeah, tough call there. Because, like, I really like Poor Things, but I really like the holdovers and Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, you know, once it's on there, I'm like, yeah, you know what? The editing is really good in that movie. <laughs> so, okay, so this is a tough category then. Okay, yeah. I like that. I mean, it's it's good when there's, but you know, there but that's is, why uh, consensus is going to go to Oppenheimer. Yeah, it, I I can see an Oppenheimer sweep, except for the ones Barbie gets. I think it's going to be maybe, like one of those seven or eight nights for Oppenheimer. Yeah. I think you're right. People just they don't even want to guess. It was like unless unless in the next few weeks there's some kind of big movement to like popularize some other film. I don't know. Um, but anyways, now we're moving into original screenplay. Mm. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. And this is okay. fascinating because the presumed nominee and winner of this category 
for for pretty much up until a couple of weeks ago was Barbie. And then suddenly the Academy right. decided that Barbie was an adapted screenplay, which threw a whole wrinkle into things. <laughs> um, and what that did, though, is it not only allowed like another movie to get in that might not have, but I think yeah. it, it it creates a great uh, chance for one other film to win where it wasn't. And so um, oh, nice. I predicted this was going to get original screenplay nomination. It did the holdovers. Yes. That would be my choice. I've seen them all. Yep. That would be my choice Great for script. best screenplay. Uh, second nominee is also my second choice uh, for best screenplay original anatomy of a fall. Okay. Uh, the third one, this one's a little bit surprising because I think that everybody felt that the weak point of the movie was the screenplay, but it got nominated <laughs> was Maestro. Oh, and people think the screenplay is the weak point. Well, is it just because it focuses? It's such so narrowly focused. Or the words, it, like the actual dialogue, is great, but the story is a little bit weird. <laughs> right? Yeah. That that like the focus of the story is weird. Right? It's it it's not a it's not the biography people were thinking it was going to be. No, and maybe because it's not based on existing material. It's not based on a, like a written biography of him right right um, but here it is maestro is a movie about a real guy right so in a sense an adaptation of right. a real guy it's original <laughs> but yet barbie which is based on a fake doll <laughs> is, is considered right. adapted so um, it doesn't even bring the story from the doll right I know. Uh, well, is there a story it's on the not doll? i don't even know well I, I mean there's like barbie cartoons and stuff i it's weird i don't know i don't I don't know that the doll has a story. Yeah. Um, and then the Todd Haynes film, he didn't write the script though, um, for okay. May, December, May, December. That, Who did write that? You'd... Uh, a couple of people. I don't know their names. Okay. And then, uh, here's where another one that might've not, uh, made it in the five had Barbie gotten in there instead, uh, yeah. was first time director Celine songs past lives. Okay, and you saw that. I did see that, yeah. I saw that a long time yeah, ago. We never and, talked about it on the show. Yeah, because um, I think you were not super over the moon about it. It's one of those films that the people who love to consider themselves independent-minded <laughs> love. Right, uh, right, and they get, right. They get over they get overhyped about it because they want to try to push it into awards consideration. And right. it's just, to me, not anywhere near as good as, as, as people are trying to make it so... I don't know. But I can also understand if someone was touched by it, great. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it got and in. sometimes that, you know, that's how, like, the sentimental movies make it into the Oscars is, like, it may be as corny as a Hallmark card, but it somehow touched you, and therefore you vote for it. Exactly. All right, moving along. Adapted screenplay. Oh, okay. Well, we know Barbie. Well, I didn't. I haven't done the nominees yet. We don't know anything. You t you just said it. No, I said that like they were putting it as adapted screenplay. Oh, you're right. Right, okay, which that right. makes yes. it harder yeah. because people. Yes, you're right. You know, okay. what if people checked off? And I don't know how the ballots work. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not allowed to check it because it's not there and it's in the other one. So I don't know how it works. But you have to decide: is it is it good when it's an original? But when it's adapted, you're like maybe not right. so good. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so American fiction. Uh huh. Oppenheimer. Your favorite screenwriter, Christopher Nolan, gets in there. Oh, 
<laughs> uh, poor things. Okay. Which I didn't gr- know that. Realized that was adapted. But I told cool. you. I told you offline before it was a book. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the zone of interest. Hmm. It's based on a something. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's four. The fifth slot goes to Barbie. Of course. Okay. <laughs> and I think that's where you're going to see an Oscar go to Greta Gerwig and her yeah. husband there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think that I, I can see Barbie getting that. And it, uh, unfortunately, the script is the weakest part of the movie for me. I mean, it's a different type of script. It is very fun. There's actually a message in there. Um, it's it's It lambastes, you know, corporate america it oh, does I love a lot of subversive stuff. stuff that you just would never like that barbie movie has no business being in awards contention otherwise if it wasn't for the great screenplay That's, and great handling of the movie my issue with the screenplay is structural and not like i think the dialogue and the jokes and the message i think all of that is is great i just i feel like it has sort of a uh, like the second act loses some energy uh, well, like a lot of those. I and mean, again, to me, the movie's all yeah. over the place. I am not, I, I like, I mean, I give it a thumbs up, sure, sure. But I'm not a huge fan of the movie, as you know. Exactly how I feel, yeah. Um, okay, now we're, we're getting down to only a few categories left. We're into best actor. Okay. Best actor. Here we are. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, got any predictions? Um, let's see. Uh, DiCaprio. Okay, that's a prediction. Uh, Cillian Murphy. Okay, that's a prediction. It's Killian Murphy. Uh, Paul, Killian Murphy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Giamatti. Well, you know he's been snubbed before. I know, but I'm. I'm you, you ask predictions. Okay. Uh, uh, I think I'll stop there. Okay. Those are my three predictions. I would say that from what I've been hearing, the these nominees hold true, and I guess mm-hmm. there's a surprise. Uh, but not really if you've been listening um, because people had already figured like who might be in, who might be out. Uh, Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. Oh, yeah. Well-deserved. I mean, the guy, well-deserved because the guy's just amazing and he's been amazing in movies for years, but uh, I'm glad to see him get his first nomination and he is very good in American Fiction. Bradley Cooper for Maestro. That's a little bit of a surprise, isn't it? Because um, the movie so does, much. the but the movie doesn't have a lot of momentum. Seems yeah, like. but everybody agrees. See, not everybody likes the movie that much, or they just don't love it. But they all agree right. that Bradley Cooper is great in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's one I'm very happy about: Paul Giamatti, The Holdover. Okay. See. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Uh, and then your other prediction, Killian Murphy. It's Killian, not Cillian, uh, yep, for okay. Oppenheimer. And I always it's his, thought it was Cillian. <laughs> I, I always, look at until I heard him on an interview once, I always thought it was Cillian. I had no idea it was Killian Murphy. Bill from Queens is probably like smacking his face going, what? How could you not know? But, but you know, Bill from Queens is Irish, so he'd know that Cillian Murphy is really Killian Murphy um, and not the K Killian from Killian Red the Beer. Uh, right. And then the fifth slot, does it go to DiCaprio? No, it goes to Coleman Domingo in Rustin. Wow. 
That's a little bit of a surprise. Um, it's a little well, yeah, but that movie has sort of been picking up steam over the last month or two, hasn't it? It I has. Mean, I, His performance is supposed to be good, and I can't actually wait to watch it. I'm gonna watch it. So yeah, yeah, I, I've been hearing good things about it, but it is a little bit under the radar. So that's uh, that's a cool nomination. Yeah. So uh, you know, I mean, I can't complain about these nominations. Now, this is where everything else is predictable. There's kind of a two horse race here. And I guess it'll get decided probably by the SAG. Like the SAG, whoever wins is probably going to win the Oscar, but not necessarily guaranteed uh, because the SAG is a much different, you know, it's a bigger voting body. um, But also the actors are the biggest branch of the Academy. So usually they go the way. But it's going to be between Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer and Paul Giamatti, the holdovers. Now, Giamatti has a little steam on it. First of all, there are two performances he had that should have absolutely been nominated for Best Actor. Sideways. Sideways. He should have been the winner, never mind the nominee. And so that was a crime. And then also he didn't get nominated for American Splendor, and I thought he was fantastic in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's fantastic in that. I'd forgotten him. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people, I think he's just one of those good guys that everybody likes. And, you know, he he had, it just, you never know when a viral moment is going to make you yeah. more popular. But, like, he was seen after winning his Globe Award with his, uh-huh. out with his family or whatever at an In-N-Out Burger. And, like, the Golden Globe was sitting there on the table. <laughs> and it was such a regular person moment that's captured yeah. momentum that I think everybody's just like, oh, Giamatti, we got to give it to that guy. <laughs> Well, he's lovable. It's a great performance. He has put in his his time. I mean, just a series of great performances over the last 25 years, really. The first time I saw him was uh, Private Parts. Yeah, that was like his big break. Um, Yeah. So, you know what? I I think it's a two-horse race, but the surprise shocker, which could make it an exciting night just because of the shock, would be as if Jeffrey Wright one yeah. American fiction and you just never know. Well, and also that seems like not having seen it, uh, it does seem like the kind of movie that uh, clicks with the Oscar uh, uh, voters. It, it, it could. So like I said, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like just because Oppenheimer might be on a big dominating night, that mm. doesn't necessarily, it, it might be one of those where people say, well, Oppenheimer's going to get all this other stuff. So I'm going to vote for Paul Giamatti here. Right. Yeah. People, uh, people like Paul Giamatti, and it's very likable performance, right? It's very charming. Yeah. So, I mean, I and again, I don't know. I, I think the best performance of the year for actors, for me, isn't on there. So, <laughs> it, it, Which is who? Oh, it would be um, Joaquin Phoenix in Bo is Afraid. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. To okay. me, that's like, that's yeah. just like head and no, shoulders that, above yeah. performance above everybody else. I, I thought you were going to say Napoleon for a second. <laughs> no, he's having fun in that. Like, I like him, but I mean, yeah. Bo was afraid. He's doing something that, like, I don't know. Oh, it, yeah. It's no, it's, it's a whole planet. nother level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, so my choice would be him, but otherwise, I think I would, you know, probably sentimentality would push me over the edge for Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Well, we're coming down to it. Three more categories. Woo. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Best actress. Any predictions here? Uh, Andrea Riseborough. (laughs) 
That's not right. You couldn't remember her name earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Riceborough was not in the conversation. She's not in it. Uh, this one I would say, not only say it's some surprise choices, but there's like there's a few people that could have gone into these slots that didn't. So when you're hearing of omissions, there's a couple of okay, omissions I'm, here. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna guess Margot Robbie. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna guess Emma Stone. Okay. And I'm going to guess uh, Gladstone, Lily Gladstone. Okay, let's see how you do. Best actress. Yeah. Uh, I had put Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone in the first two slots because I was already predicting they would get in there. Mm. And they both got in there. Emma Stone for Poor Things, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Moon. Third is Annette Benning for Nyad. Wow. Yep. Okay, I guess I got to watch this movie. I, 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 I started it last that... night. I got 17 minutes in. Okay, and, and it was late. What I would have watched more, but I was, okay, it was okay. super late. <laughs> I wasn't well because you know the twenty-minute test. Sometimes uh, it fails, and sometimes you're going back to it the next day. No, it's a weird movie so far, but I'm you know I'm into it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, okay. Sandra Huller, Anatomy of a Fall. Interesting. Wow, that movie is really grabbing some uh, some nominations. I'll tell you why. Because if you watch it, you'll understand. <laughs> you'll be like, okay, I get okay. it. I get it. This movie is really <laughs> that good, and her performance is sensational. Uh, then the fifth slot here is it Margot Robbie for Barbie? It is not. She what? is omitted. It is Carrie Mulligan for Maestro. Fascinating. Oh well, again, if you've seen it, Carrie Mulligan is amazing in Maestro. Well, no, I'm mostly just fascinating that Margot Robbie got snubbed. But, but so here's what's been going on in the last few weeks. Some of that yeah. hype of like Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, and Barbie and Greta Gerwig, it died down a bit because as the pundits started talking to Academy members, a lot of them yeah. were like, oh, Barbie, great. But you know, in the end of the day, it's just a Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's what people were saying and so you know margot robbie yeah she's great as barbie but is she a best at actress? the end of the day she's playing barbie yeah i mean i haven't seen uh, all of nyad yet so i can't really you know judge benning's performance but is margot robbie yeah. up to the task of maestro anatomy of fog killers of flower moon and poor things no 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 um right. so here's my the prediction prediction is going to be this is another one it's going to come down to watching what happens at sag which then of course ruins mm -hmm. some of the suspense on oscar night but right i mean lily gladstone there's a big story there um first yep. native american to be nominated for best actress yes and yep. her performance in the movie i mean watching the movie and it was like you know it was reminding me of what i liked about her in the first time she does these amazing things with her eyes in the film yes that are have so much depth to them and so much story to them that's that's a key that, word the story that she tells with her eyes yes is really good um it's a great performance it's not like in the three and a half hour movie it's not is central in the film is say DiCaprio's uh, loser husband. Right. But she gets a lot of screen time. She, she does gets a lot of screen time. And, and she definitely is the female lead in the movie. Right. And so here's the problem. And this is what Oscar voters are debating. Now, 
far and away the best single acting performance of the year from any actor of any gender is Emma Stone in Poor Things. It is absolutely like unbelievable comic performance, dramatic performance, physical performance. She does things. It's so far above what you see an actor do in movies that like for the performance alone, the movie must be seen. And I wouldn't be able to sway myself to vote for anybody else other than Emma Stone. Wow. It, it's okay. to me. Did you see? Did I see? Did what? you see her on? Uh, uh, did you see her on Saturday Night Live? When was she on that? Uh, like in November, December. I did. Right around I tell, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know if I don't forgot, but yes, I did. I watched Saturday Night Live all the time. Okay. So. Um, she was good on that. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, I think I didn't expect her like 15 years ago to turn out to be who she is now. Uh, but it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's a weird thing where, because she won, like, I don't know why winning once makes it hard some years to win again, but had she not right. won for LA confidential, forget it. Poor Lily Gladstone wouldn't have a chance. Uh, she would be winning for poor things, but this still could go Emma Stone's way because she's so good in it. Uh, but again, right, right now, it is one of the, the true, like the actor and actress race is exciting. Uh, it is exciting. Yeah. 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 And, and again, you know, I would be disappointed if Emma Stone doesn't win because I really think she was amazing and poor things. However, I wouldn't be disappointed if Lily Gladstone won because she right. is amazing. Um, but, but boy, I got to tell you, the Sandra Haller in Anatomy of a Fall, amazing. Carrie Mulligan in Maestro is amazing. So there's some amazing okay, so performances. Is, yeah. And then I hear okay, Annette Benning is very good in, in Naya, but like I said, I'm only 17 minutes in. Right. Okay. Um, Best director. Okay. Oh, oh. Yeah. This one, you know, this is exciting because this is where, you know, is there going to be controversy if certain yeah. people get in? What if they do all men again? <laughs> like, are then any people going to, you know, if there's no Gerwig for yeah. Barbie, will they what, be ripping apart the, the internet? What's the name of the, what's the name of the woman who directed Anatomy of a Fall? Uh, Justine Triet. Okay. No. So here are your so nominees. Po- oh, what? Okay. Well, sorry, I'm interrupting yeah, you all ahead. the time, but I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel my excitement. No, I'm not that excited. I can. I can feel it. Pretending. All right. Uh, I put the first two down because I knew that there's just no way that they weren't going to get nominated. Uh, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Not a big surprise. His 10th directorial nomination. That is pretty impressive. However, he should have 11. He was not nominated for Taxi Driver. Don't ask me how that happened, but he did not. That was when what? they did it like, yeah. who is this Scorsese guy? We, we're not going to nominate him. We don't know him. <laughs> um, and that moves him ahead of Spielberg. So Spielberg has nine. Oh, wow. Scorsese yeah. has 10. Is that the most? Who has the no, most? Like the most. David Lean or something? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, William Wyler has 12. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, and then Christopher Nolan, his second nomination mm-hmm. for Oppenheimer. I think that you're going to see him as the winner. You do. That's your prediction. Okay. I think it's going to be an Oppenheimer sweep. Um, yeah. I'm not saying it got nominated for Best Picture, but I'm not saying it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I it, There's no way that out of the 10 nominations, 
uh, that Oppenheimer is not in there. Wouldn't that be I, hilarious? It would be if it got snubbed, but there's just no way. Well, that would be like the movie Shoot. They Shoot Horses, don't they? It got nominated for nine Academy Awards, and then it, <laughs> didn't, right. get, it didn't get nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> Um, okay, so Scorsese and Nolan are in. Uh, yes. I'm going to skip around because I want to add suspense to the fifth nominee. Uh, the f- third nominee, and it was starting to look this weekend, it was starting to think that there might be some other surprises and they might be moving away and it could get shut out of this, but Yorgos Lanthimos mm. for Poor Things got nominated. Excellent. I'm happy Excellent. that he got nominated. Uh, you can tell I'm a big fan of Poor Things. Um, <laughs> well, you're, a, in general, a Yorgos fan. I am, so I was, but I, yes. I think this one is his best movie, so yeah uh, uh they have been i uh, i would say i i think his movies have generally been getting better it, 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 with each movie um i agree i liked the favorite better than killing of a sacred deer yeah um the lobster so, you know yeah yeah but yeah i think he's been getting better um okay jonathan glazer the zone of okay. interest yep not not a total shock but uh but the movie hasn't maybe been getting quite as much uh, uh, momentum as I thought it might. Well, it's not playing anywhere outside of I like, guess you know. That, <laughs> I guess that, I, I don't know how they made that mistake. Like, everyone can now watch Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, you know, I mean, smaller distribution, and they may have also, they may not have been as concerned about Oscar nominations. And then, you know, now that it's got some heat, maybe then getting it into more theaters, people are going to see it. And, it's, yeah. you know, it's difficult subject matter, and it's not done in, say, an entertaining way. <laughs> um, right. So. I'm a big Glazer fan, so. This is, uh, and that's his first nomination. So that's four slots, yeah. which means someone is not going to get in. Now, for oh, man. the DGA, they nominated both um, Alexander Payne from The Holdovers and Greta Gerwig for Barbie. And there's only right. one slot left, which means one of them, by okay. virtue of that, cannot get in. So who gets oh. in for Best Director? Oh, Who's that man. fifth slot? I, Come on, Teal. I, I mean, I'm thinking... Oh man, I just I, I think if if it's not Gerwig, there's going to be hell to pay. Um, but uh, Alexander Payne is a pretty good choice, so I don't know. I, Come on, pick okay, one. Tell me, you got to pick one. I'm 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 picking Bar- I'm picking Barbie. You're wrong. What? Justin Triet for Anatomy of a Fall. The directors cover themselves by nominating a female director, but just not the one that they didn't want to nominate for Barbie. <laughs> no Alexander Payne, no Greta Gerwig. They nominated two foreign films, which you know that the directors are a quirky bunch that love no- the the Italian, international films. Well, Glazer's not a... I mean, it, well, but it's, it's, a, a but it's all in German mostly. It's all, no, I, that's what I was going to say. It's a foreign language film, but he's a British guy, I think. He is. Um, but you know, let, let's put it this way. Now I haven't seen the zone of interest, but I've seen the other four movies and you know, look, whether I think they're the best or not, I, I have to say that Justin Triet, uh, just George Justine, I'm sorry. It, it's, yeah. it's a good choice. She's really, that movie's a really good film. It's a very well-directed film. Uh, okay. So that's quite a shock though, that this movie has sort of come out of, uh, you know, obscurity to get so much notice now. What the anatomy of a fall? 
Yeah. Well, I've been hearing about it, and then I saw it. I mean, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> well, no, I know people are talking about it, but it's also like it's not often that a foreign language film uh, gets through into the other categories. Well, I think that's the difference between the Academy now with the larger voting body. I guess like yeah. like a record number of countries had pe- members that voted. And I think that just, you know, it, it broadens the scope. Plus, I think this is the difference in the age of streaming. Uh, people are very comfortable streaming. And the Academy probably has access to all these films. Yeah. And they have huge big TVs. And so they watch these things. Yeah. Yeah. The Academy sends you a code. And... You can sign into a special streaming service and put the code in and watch the movies. Plus, another thing is at home, because I know we do this, my my wife, she's hard of hearing, and so we watch things with subtitles. People are so used to watching things with subtitles that they don't, they're not afraid of them anymore when they're in a- a Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many, like, people watch Squid Game, right? People watch foreign TV. And, and they realize they, it's good. They're it, getting stuff they don't get in yeah. America. They're, like, getting really interesting yeah. stuff. And so Anatomy of a Fall is, like, a two-and-a-half-hour film. My wife and I watched this thing, and we were riveted the entire time. I mean, it was just, wow. it was, it is like you're on pins and needles for the whole film. So that okay, and I'm to sustain to that kind of uh, intensity is great direction for two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you mentioned the editing too in that film. So yeah. So now Greta yeah. Gerwig did not get directing for Barbie. That is that is shocking. Margot Robbie, no best actress, which is which then like that's where I believe that the Academy is going to feel a little bit bad. They're going to give her the award for adapted screenplay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But now, brum, 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 we have 10 films for Best okay. Picture. They stopped with that, like, only, like, you had to have so many votes to get one. So, right. so it could be up to 10, but it might be seven or eight. Nope. They got 10 movies. And okay. these are your 10 films. You ready? Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> I didn't make the cut. It was along with Asteroid <laughs> City. They didn't. It was early summer releases. Um, you know, with 10 films, you figure there's some a chance for some no. of those. But. Uh, this is where I don't think there was any real surprises or anything got left out. So you got your Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, big, big shock. Yeah. Yep. Oppenheimer, which I think, no, is good. I think that's going to really. win. Because especially with 10, everybody's they're just mm-hmm. going to go with the consensus. It's going to be yep. Oppenheimer. It made over 300 million. They know audience have seen it. So they'll be all happy. Um, poor things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, definitely one of my favorites of this list. Barbie did make it to the best picture. Okay. Well. And, and you know what? That makes, I mean, look, the movie made over a billion dollars and yeah. it got people into the theaters, even with the strikes and stuff. I, I get it. Why not celebrate it, right? Yeah, totally agree. The Holdovers. Yeah, good. I, that's making a nice showing. It is. Um, American Fiction. Okay. Not, not a big surprise. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. Anatomy of a Fall. Yes. Now I'm I know. Really, you're, now I know. Out of all these, you're like, I've got to see this Anatomy of Fall. That's going to be a high on your list, I think. Yeah, that that like I'm watching tonight. Maestro, which I you know, I know that you have some good things to say about this movie. I just can't get up the enthusiasm for it. Um, maybe it's because I hate Bradley Cooper. Uh, here's what I would tell you: watch the first 15 minutes of it. 
because the you'll get sucked in pretty quick because okay. his i mean you know what i think if the movie was just a little bit better and people liked it he might have been in contention for director he does some pretty razzle dazzle stuff but okay. i actually also think he's showing off so much of like look i'm not just probably i i have a, a cinematic mind and he puts <laughs> right. it on display um but it's maybe a little showy but uh it, it, it you're, it's interesting and, and okay. the, the, again you're gonna see his ability to think about camera setups and things and you're gonna see the cinematography uh, so yeah, Maestro. Okay. I I actually really liked Maestro, but is it yeah, on my top ten? Yeah. We don't know. We haven't done that episode yet. <laughs> uh, this one again. I think that's just when they ran out of like names for movies, right? <laughs> After ten, they just the, you know the Academy is not that good at thinking out of the box. So uh, they did throw this one a bone. Uh, past lives. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think that the real miss there. Uh, out of out of that movie, I think my favorite part of the film, and would have been nice to see her get a nomination, was the lead actress uh, Greta Lee. She's really good. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. And so she was one that had been talked about. She didn't make it. And then the last film on this list, Zone of Interest. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Anatomy of a Fall and Zone of Interest uh, two. You really know, made a good yeah good showing. Yeah, so that's your that's your list this year, kids. Wait, give me read me that top ten again. Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Barbie, The Holdovers, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Maestro, Past Lives, and The Zone of Interest. So it, that almost makes it look like a pretty decent year for movies. Yeah, and and I have seen all nine of them except for Zone of Interest, which right. you know if it comes to the theater soon, I will see it. Um, and I would say that I didn't dislike any of the nine. However, yeah. and I would say that at least one of the movies in the nine that I have seen will be on my top ten for the year. I will not tell you which one, well, and maybe another. But I would say that my top ten isn't necessarily going to match up theirs. Right, yeah, no, mine won't either. I, I def, definitely not. Um, and but what's interesting about this list is that there's no travesty on it, right? No, there's no embarrassing ones like yeah. like there's no one the Miramax would slide in a chocolate or something. Yes, or yeah, there's none of those. <laughs> uh, um, it, yeah, there, there's no there's no Green Book. No, everything on this list is better than Green Book. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't think of that's the thing is I think this year it came down to these really were the quality movies. Um, the others were like obscure things that may not be everyone's taste, but I mean I can't right. think of a big consensus film. Like some people are like, I, I, "This is crazy." I didn't think the movie was that great, but I recognize I have a much more robust film vernacular uh, than yeah. others. But what's been catching fire? lately and in memes and talked about and i think a lot of younger kids are seeing something that they haven't quite seen before is saltburn and people thought that might make a showing yeah people are really talking about that movie <laughs> i mean it's a good movie i, I, I just didn't like I, yeah. it was one of those that got caught up in the year-end discussion and i was like why um but yeah. the cinematography could have been nominated that was really good um i couldn't see why else it would be nominated but people have started to really like it so that could have been a surprise but there's no surprise yeah. here 
Okay, no big surprises, no big travesties, uh, no major snubs except Gerwig. Well, I I always hate that word snub, right? But if 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 let's say Justine Triet did not get in, and instead yes. Alexander Payne did, oh, it would be nonstop yeah. talk about but, men. Yeah, but now they can't complain about sexism. So okay. No. And you know what? It's not a throw-in. I mean, Justine Tria right, right. No, it's is, is yeah. great. Um, and it is way better than Barbie as far as a movie. And it, and it comes down to the fact that the director's branch, well, they probably are mostly men. And yeah. they want really good quality. And they didn't, they didn't think of Barbie that way. Maybe it's unfair because Barbie, just because it's a comedy and it's not the yeah. kind of normal movie – you know, you shouldn't discount it. I really do think that it, if it wasn't for Greta Gerwig's direction, that movie would not have made over a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the, just the idea of a Barbie movie just sounds like a failure. And the fact that they were able to turn it into something uh, that's actually a decent movie and an interesting piece of work is, this says quite a lot. Yeah, but she's she has helmed three films, and all three of those movies have been nominated for Best Picture. That's kind of amazing. Little Women got nominated for Best Picture. She didn't yeah. get nominated for Director there. Um, didn't get nominated for Director for Barbie. And she did get nominated for Lady Bird. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty impressive, I got to say. Yeah. She's, you know, she's the real deal. She is. Um, so anyways, I know, so again, it would have been nice maybe if there were six slots and she could have been in there. Or some right. people feel like there should be 10 because there's 10 best pictures, but then it's like, you know, we have 10 in every category that everybody can <laughs> get in there. And suddenly and I, everybody's nominated. You know, I don't know. So whatever, that's it. I can't really complain this year because yeah. even though Oppenheimer, I, I mean, I'll rewatch it because clearly I didn't see something that others did, but um you know, I didn't hate it. I mean, I liked it. I, I actually yeah. thought it was a very good movie. I just, it didn't wow me. And I was really going in thinking yeah. this is the movie that's going to wow me this year. It Yeah. And it just, it didn't, uh, it didn't click for me the way that some of my other top 10 choices did, even though they may not be uh, considered as good a movie. Right. Well, of course, I don't know if your top 10 list can be complete until you've seen some of these other films. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I just know that there's, you know, two or three that are going to be on there that I'm pretty confident about yeah. um, that that are not in that, that are not of the 10 nominees. Yeah. And folks, hopefully that'll be coming up uh, our best of the year uh, for 2023. And uh, we just are hoping to just squeeze in a few more movies before we yeah, release that's, that. That's real. Well, and it just, it, I, I don't want to do that episode until I've seen Zone of Interest. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I don't know whether I'll think of it as one of the year's best, but I feel like that's the movie that I have to see before I can conclude my list. Yeah, exactly. And there's, you know, there's a few scatterings of other films that I've heard are good, but I'm just not going to get to everything. And we'll probably on that episode, we'll put a caveat there that like there's a couple movies we haven't seen, but right. You know. That are well received. And yeah. Yeah. But if you paid attention to this episode, you'll hear all of these year end <laughs> films. And if they don't show up there, it's not that we didn't see them. We just didn't think they were as good as uh, the Academy did. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I have very different tastes than the Academy. You do. You have very exquisite tastes, Teal. <laughs> but there's crossovers. I'm a I'm a killer to the Flower Moon fan. And also, you're you know fan of uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That got Ooh. one nomination, and maybe it'll be on our top tens. <laughs> 
I actually watched that entire movie. I saw it in the theater. Oh, man, that's rough. It took me five nights to finish it. I knew within the opening segment, I was like, oh, this is not, nope. Nope, not working out. <laughs> not good. No, hate to say it. It's weird because I was profoundly disappointed with the Crystal Skull, but this yeah. is the first one that I would actually, if I had seen enough terrible movies, it would probably be my top 10 worst. Yeah, I'm not really doing a worst of this year because... Yeah. I try not to stay because I, I have the luxury of staying away, though. I have <laughs> right. seen a couple of turkeys. The, the retirement plan with Nicolas Cage. And there's this <laughs> other one. I haven't finished it, but it's really awful. Um, oh, gosh. With Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's the worst movie. It's got a decent director, though, no, doesn't it? Everybody's just picking up a paycheck here. Okay. What's well, that uh, it's, called? It, it, isn't it Philip Noyce or something? Yeah, it's terrible. Okay. It's really like they must have had no money for the budget. Yeah. There's some real corners cut, and it's the last film that James Caan was in before he died. Oh. He died a few weeks after he was filmed, and it, honestly, when you watch him in the movie, you think he looks dead. Oh wow! He looks terrible. Okay. He's like, oh my god! Like it, it, if he was still alive, I'd be shocked. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I don't remember the name of that, but that was pretty bad. But nothing would be as bad as. Uh, Evil Dead Rises, which I thought was one of the worst reboot movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and some of these bad movies, I feel like it, it's it, it's not even fair to say that they're on the worst of list, right? Like, I, I feel like to make a worst of list, you have to be trying to make something good and fail at it. Yeah, because like, for instance, like the Meg 2 is horrible, but it is like genius exactly. at the same time. Yeah, it's so yeah. great. And, and it's not trying to be anything more than incredibly stupid. Right. Uh, and so when so therefore it can succeed whereas some of these other movies is like you're trying for something great and you fail and you just end up with uh you know sadness yeah but listen kids we've had you guys okay. uh, listening for yeah. almost an hour and a half here so we're gonna wrap it up so i can get this episode out to you um and uh you know oscars are next month which i'm sure you won't watch because no one watches them anymore <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm boycotting the Oscars until they let Will Smith back on. Of course, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to give you a slap. I'm going to slap you <laughs> through the mic. All right, bye everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>